Welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, the podcast that brings you through the entire Bible in 260 days. Have you ever wanted to read the whole Bible but struggled to do so? This podcast is meant to help you do it. With five 15 to 20 minute episodes per week, you will hear the entire Bible read to you. There will also be occasional brief notes to help explain context, as well as a concluding question or thought to consider. So welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, your journey through the Bible in 260 days. Welcome to episode 135. Today we conclude our look at the book of Ecclesiastes, and we are doing this with an understanding that as he concludes this book, King Solomon will give us a final word on how to make sense of all the things that he has said are futile or vanity or a waste of time in one sense or another. So let's read these last chapters, hear his word, and then see how that's actually expanded upon by the Apostle Paul in 2 Timothy 4. So Ecclesiastes chapter 10, 11 and 12. One dead fly makes the perfumer's ointment give off a rancid stench, so a little folly can outweigh much wisdom. A wise person's good sense protects him, but a fool's lack of sense leaves him vulnerable. Even when a fool walks along the road, he lacks sense and shows everyone what a fool he is. If the anger of the ruler flares up against you, do not resign from your position, for a calm response can undo great offenses. I've seen another misfortune on the earth. It is an error a ruler makes. Fools are placed in many positions of authority, while wealthy men sit in lowly positions. I've seen slaves on horseback and princes walking on foot like slaves. One who digs a pit may fall into it, and one who breaks through a wall may be bitten by a snake. One who quarries stones may be injured by them. One who splits logs may be endangered by them. If an iron axe head is blunt and a workman does not sharpen its edge, he must exert a great deal of effort. So wisdom has the advantage of giving success. If the snake should bite before it is charmed, the snake charmer is in trouble. The words of a wise person win him favor, but the words of a fool are self-destructive. At the beginning his words are foolish, and at the end his talk is wicked madness. Yet a fool keeps on babbling. No one knows what will happen. Who can tell him what will happen in the future? The toil of a stupid fool wears him out, because he does not even know the way to the city. Woe to you, O land, when your king is childish, and your princes feast in the morning. Blessed are you, O land, when your king is the son of nobility, and your princes feast at the proper time with self-control and not in drunkenness. Because of laziness the roof caves in, and because of idle hands the house leaks. Feasts are made for laughter, and wine makes life merry, but money is the answer for everything. Do not curse a king even if in your thoughts, and do not curse the rich while you are in your bedroom. For a bird might report what you are thinking, or some weak creature might repeat your words. Send your grain overseas, for after many days you will get a return. Divide your merchandise among seven or eight investments, for you do not know what calamity may happen on the earth. If the clouds are full of rain, they will empty themselves on the earth, and whether a tree falls to the north or the south, the tree will lie wherever it falls. He who watches the wind will not sow, and he who observes the clouds will not reap. Just as you do not know the path of the wind or how the bones form in the womb of a pregnant woman, so you do not know the work of God who makes everything. Sow your seed in the morning and do not stop working until the evening, for you do not know which activity will succeed, whether this one or that one, or whether both will prosper equally. 
Light is sweet, and it is pleasant for a person to see the sun. So, if a man lives many years, let him rejoice in all of them. But let him remember that the days of darkness will be many. All that is about to come is obscure. Rejoice, young man, while you are young, and let your heart cheer you in the days of your youth. Follow the impulses of your heart and the desires of your eyes, but know that God will judge your motives and actions. Banish emotional stress from your mind, and put away pain from your body, for youth and the prime of your life are fleeting. So remember your Creator in the days of your youth, before the difficult days come, and the years draw near when you will say, I have no pleasure in them, before the sun and the light of the moon and the stars grow dark, and the clouds disappear after the rain, when those who keep watch over the house begin to tremble, and the viral, uh, virile men begin to stoop over, and the grinders begin to cease because they grow few, and those who look through windows grow dim, and the doors along the street are shut when the sound of the grinding mill grows low, and one is awakened by the sound of the bird, and all their songs grow faint, and they are afraid of heights and the dangers in the street. The almond blossoms grow light, white, and the grasshopper drags itself along, and the caper berry shrivels up because man goes to his eternal home, and the mourners go about in the streets. Before the silver cord is broken, or the golden bowl is broken, or the pitcher is shattered at the well, or the water wheel is broken at the cistern, and the dust returns to the earth as it was, and the life's breath returns to God who gave it. Absolutely futile, laments the teacher. All things are futile. Not only was the teacher wise, but he also taught knowledge to the people. He carefully evaluated and arranged many proverbs. The teacher sought to find delightful words and to write accurately truthful sayings. The words of the sages are like prods, and the collected sayings are like firmly fixed nails. They are given by one shepherd. Be warned, my son, of anything in addition to them. There is no end to making of many books, and much study is exhausting to the body. Having heard everything, I have reached this conclusion. Fear God and keep his commandments, because this is the whole duty of man. For God will evaluate every deed, including every secret thing, whether good or evil. And so Solomon concludes with that, one of the most famous parts of the book of Ecclesiastes, for those who read it, uh, these these concluding words, to fear God and keep his commandments because that's the whole duty. That's your job. And God will evaluate. He will judge everything, including every secret thing that we do. And it does leave us with this question. Well, that's kind of depressing as well, because if God's going to judge us in, on how well we keep his commandments and fear him, then what hope is there for us? And that's where the answer from Second Timothy chapter 3, or sorry, chapter 4, is an encouraging answer because the Apostle Paul is saying to Timothy over and over again that there is a good news message to share with people that yes, we are to fear God and obey God, but we do so because of God's mercy and his grace to us, not as a way to get it from him. And so he calls Timothy to preach that good news, to share it with people wherever he is, and to do so in a way that ultimately reminds Timothy and his hearers of this good news of God's grace to us in Jesus, which leads us to fear God and to love God. And so let's read from 2 Timothy 4 and hear the Apostle Paul's concluding words to Timothy. I solemnly charge you before God in Christ Jesus, who is going to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and his kingdom, preach the message, be ready whether it is convenient or not, 
reprove, rebuke, exhort with complete patience and instruction. For there will be a time when people will not tolerate sound teaching. Instead, following their own desires, they will accumulate teachers for themselves because they have an insatiable curiosity to hear new things, and they will turn away from, the, from hearing the truth. But on the other hand, they will turn aside to myths. You, however, be self-controlled in all things, endure hardship, do an evangelist's work, fulfill your ministry. For I am already being poured out as an offering, and the time for me to depart is at hand. I have competed well. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Finally, the crown of righteousness is reserved for me. The Lord, the righteous judge, will award it to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have set their affection on his appearing. Make every effort to come to me soon, for Demas deserted me, since he loved the present age and he went to Thessalonica. Crescens went to Galatia and Titus to Dalmatia. Only Luke is with me. Get Mark and bring him with you, because he is of great help to me in ministry. Now I have sent Tychicus to Ephesus. When you come, bring with you the cloak I left in Troas with Carpus and the scrolls, especially the parchments. Alexander the coppersmith did me a great deal of harm. The Lord will repay him in keeping with his deeds. You be on guard against him too, because he vehemently opposed our words. At my first defense, no one appeared in my support. Instead, they all deserted me. May they not be held accountable for it. But the Lord stood by me and strengthened me, so that through me the message would be fully proclaimed for all the Gentiles to hear. And so I was delivered from the lion's mouth. The Lord will deliver me from every evil deed and will bring me safely into his heavenly kingdom. To him be glory forever and ever. Amen. Greetings to Prisca and Aquila and the family of Anisiphorus. Erastus stayed in Corinth. Trophimus I left in Miletus. Make every effort to come before winter. Greetings to you from Ublius, Prudens, Linus, Claudia, and all the brothers and sisters. The Lord be with your spirit. Grace be with you. There's Paul's words to Timothy. Be ready to preach the message of the good news of Jesus with anybody at any point at any time, even though there will be times and are times where people don't want to hear it. And yet continue in that faith and continue to do so, Paul says, with grace, because there is a crown of righteousness that awaits those who trust in Jesus. Not a crown of righteousness that we have earned in our own abilities or merits, but actually a crown of righteousness that we have accomplished and we will receive as a gift of God's grace, empowered by his spirit to serve and to love him, that God gets all the credit because he's the one doing the work through us. And it's a good word to hear that Timothy is hearing because it gives him the encouragement and strength to continue to fear God, who will be the judge, but not because he's the judge who will condemn, but because he is the judge who we want to follow and love and serve. And as we do, we know that good things await, that good things are happening now, and the good of the future is a good that will be life-giving and truly one of peace, of grace, of joy, and of love. Thanks for listening to the Bible in 260 podcast. May what you have heard speak to your heart and mind today. The scriptures quoted are from the Net Bible, http netbible.com, copyright 1996-2019, used with permission from Biblical Studies Press, LLC, all rights reserved.
Our theme song for the podcast is The Call by Emily Ruth. You can find The Call and other music by Emily Ruth on Apple Music or Spotify or wherever you find your music. You are-